0: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for the first episode of our second season of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission is to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to make a donation, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. In today's episode, Mike Durham is here to talk with us about his experience in Afghanistan, sharing his thoughts and emotions considering the news over the past weeks. Captain Durham graduated from the University of South Florida, where he earned his commission as an army officer 11 years ago. Since then, he's served in overseas assignments including South Korea, Germany, and Afghanistan. Mike served with the 116th Infantry Regiment in Afghanistan, augmenting the 1st Special Forces Group as part of a forward logistical element for AOB 1310. and his unit supported village stability operations and trained Afghan militia members to become Afghan police. Captain Mike Durham, thank you so much for joining us on the program today.
1: Good to be here, thanks for having me.
0: So Mike, we've we've been talking the last couple weeks really about the effects, the news from Afghanistan and, and the U.S. withdrawal there, the effects that's having on veterans who served in Afghanistan, like yourself, and, and before we jump into any questions uh, and, and start the interview here, first, I want to say thank you for your service and uh, and your honorable service that you put forth in Afghanistan, as well as all your brothers and sisters over there.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. And, uh, you know, I definitely don't mind sharing my experiences with anybody who's willing to listen. You know, lessons learned is a key thing for you know how we learn in the military and in government.
0: Absolutely agreed, And we, we really appreciate you being open to, to share your thoughts and feelings about this. And with that being said, uh, I'm to jump into some of the questions here. Uh, like we already said, a lot of veterans are looking at the current situation in Afghanistan and, and now the finalized withdrawal and dealing with a lot of different emotions. Uh, could you share... Some of your thoughts and emotions that you've had over the last couple of weeks, as, as you're watching this on the news.
1: Um, I mean, I would say the the number one. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for everybody else because you know everybody's got their own perspectives, um, their own upbringings, and their own experiences from when they were overseas and when they served. Um, the number one, and to be quite frank, the number one feeling i get is a sense of honest relief um you know it it was always sad you know read you know reports about hey we lost a, a hero today you know hero being like the the colloquial term for you know a casualty in you know either iraq or afghanistan so knowing that um americans who you know i i look at the united states as a country well not perfect um, you know, we, we stand as a beacon of light of democracy to the rest of the world. I mean, we started out as a, an experiment in liberalism, right, with the founding fathers. And we tried to you know, proselytize that, you know, during the Cold War and, um, and other times in history. But, you know, ultimately, I feel a sense of relief because ultimately, Americans are not dying and they're not getting hurt. You know, when you're done with the army, and this is just, again, my perspective, Um, when you're done with the army, the army gives you, you know, the, the, the retirement flag or your honorable discharge, and they tell you, thank you for your service. And then that's it. You know, you have a bus ticket, a plane ticket, and you go back to the life that you had prior to the army. And that's really what's important. You know, your family, the, the, your loved ones, your community, your friends. And, you know, I'm just happy that we won't have, um, how do I say this? We won't have, uh, any more Americans, at least from Afghanistan coming home, um, you know, uh, in—I mean, I hate to say this—you know—in a bad way, but you know, like in coffins or you know, wounded, you know, missing limbs, having their 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 you know, skin you know, burned or you know, something like that. You know, I get a sense of relief that um, Americans are going to be you know safe now. We don't have to worry about you know someone's going overseas and getting hurt. Um, and the second uh, feeling I had um, was uh, a little bit of. I don't know if depression is the right word, maybe a little bit of a little bit of melancholy, because nobody wants to see a 20 year investment uh, go up in smoke, you know, within 48 to 72 hours. You know, a lot of Americans, especially in in the, the section of Afghanistan that I served in, Americans died. You know, a lot of Americans and not just Americans, I mean, NATO partners, we had NATO partners that died. A lot of Americans died, you know. Serving their country and trying to help these people um, stabilize themselves, fight off uh, the Taliban, build roads, canals. We did a lot of non-lethal targeting, where you know we would focus on building schools and you know uh, building like a soccer field. So you know that encourages community output. And you know it—it's sad because you know again watching an investment that you know you you put blood, sweat, and tears into just goes up in smoke, I mean, you gotta, like, for a country like Afghanistan, that has you know, the borders were drawn by colonial powers, there's different ethnicities, you gotta factor those things in, but at the end of the day, you know, it's sad to not see it pan out the way you thought it would, or at least the way you hoped it would. Uh, obviously, you gotta maintain, you know, positive, you know, expectation management, but, you know, ultimately, it's just sad, you know, a lot of Americans died and got wounded, you know. Um, trying to make Afghanistan a better place and and correct the wrongs. But, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, as a soldier, whether you're active duty or you're off active duty with the reserves or you're out completely, you know, you had a mission. You either did it or you didn't. And if you did your mission, that's all you can really fall back on. Hey, I did the mission in hand. I did the best I could. And, you know, you just got to move on from that.
0: That's a great point and a great perspective. Uh, And. Honestly, from from my perspective, a, a rather positive perspective in a way. Talking about that that we're done with those those risks and the sacrifices that lasted so long. But your your feelings match many that we've heard the the melancholy feeling that you talk about that it's it's tough to see that investment maybe not pan out the way we had hoped. So that that is tough. Thank you so much for sharing all that. So moving on here um, when. When we were well, back, when I was in the military, and you're you're still in now, uh, they talk a lot about resilience and you know bouncing back and and being resilient, being the you know the rubber ball, not the glass ball that breaks. Um, how would you apply? How would you apply those lessons, or uh, how would or would you apply those lessons in resilience to to what we're seeing right now?
1: So. Uh... Again, my perspective is a bit different because, again, we've all got different experiences. Um, so before I got in the army, and there's a point to this, <laughs> uh, before I got in the army, uh, I was a fireman and an EMT back in Florida where I'm from, uh, in, uh, in Hillsborough County. And, um, you know, whenever like 90% of all the firemen's calls that they would go on are medical, and then the rest of them are usually, you know, um, you know, hey, there's an attic fire or an actual structure fire or a car accident or something, but almost 90% of the calls are medical. And one of the things I learned as a very young firefighter, because I was 19 when I started firefighting, um, you know, most of the time when you get to the call, the, the outcome of the patient, if they're having a heart attack or, or a stroke or something like that, a lot of times the, out, the outlook for the patient really depends ultimately on the body of the individual. You can administer the drugs. You can, you know, do uh, heart, you know, uh, chest compressions. Um, you can put the, uh, the the shock pads on. You can do all that stuff. But ultimately, if the wiring inside the heart is just too damaged, or if there's something wrong inside the brain, ultimately there's nothing you can do. The reason why I say that is because when you look at a country like Afghanistan, I mean, there are multiple countries. You know, imperial Russia, the United Kingdom. Um, there are, and even to a certain extent, uh, I think the Rajput Empire from India, um, you know, these countries went into Afghanistan, and Afghanistan was a wild card of a territory to fight in and to, you know, to take over and try to implement law and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I guess the point I'm getting to is that, you know, in terms of expectation management, you know, the way, it, in, in terms of resiliency, I would say for me, like, what kept me grounded. And not so overwhelmingly upset that you know the country went up in smoke i look at afghanistan kind of like a patient on a on a on a surgeon's table you know um the surgeon can go in there and can do everything he can administer the drugs he can monitor the heartbeat he can you know call for the 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 the, the anesthesiologist and the assistants they can do all this stuff but at the end of the day if the structure is just not there there's only so much a surgeon can do or a doctor can do if uh, you know until the patient gives out and so I don't look at Afghanistan because a lot of people get really wrapped around the axle over you know hey you know we won in the war in Afghanistan or, no we lost and I don't really look at it as we won or lost I look at it more like I'm a doctor or we were the doctor and you know we had someone on the table that we wanted to help we tried our hardest to bring him back to life um, and you know it just didn't pan out so I mean we did what we could you know. We neutralized uh, the leader of Al-Qaeda, um, al Osama bin Laden. We stabilized the country. We did boot out the Taliban, um, you know, and they can't they can't match us in a in a one on one fight. So, I mean, I don't that in itself is we don't need to prove ourselves. We know we can we can crush them in a fight if we had to do it. But, you know, we built the canals. I was out there doing the non lethal targeting, talking to local farmers, building wells, so everybody could, you know, water their crops or, or, or give water to their families. Uh, instead of having to go through a warlord who's extorting them, you know, by owning the only well in the valley or something, and so you know, we did everything. It's the same thing as like like a surgeon he as he's taken off his gloves. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. We did everything we could. Um, I regret to inform you that it just didn't work out." Um, and it's very emotional. I mean, you, you got to be able to 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 factor in you know you're going to meet people like like when people are the family members are waiting in the in the waiting room, you know. You're going to have things that are really sad. Oh, my God, it just happened. I can't believe it. Some that are in complete shock or some are in denial. No, no, there's no way this didn't happen. And they want somebody to blame. Oh, it was the cigarettes. It was the McDonald's. It was, you know, this, you know, and that's normal because we want to try to understand the world as part of being a human being. But um, yeah, so what what what, help, what helps me with the whole resiliency piece is, you know, what, what keeps me you know, moving forward with something like this is that, look, we did what we could. I mean, after so much, I mean, you know, we pumped the epinephrine. We we did the chest compressions. We did CPR. Um, at the end of the day, if it just didn't work, it just didn't work. And it's what you, you just got to be able to move on. It, it's hard. It's difficult. Even professional surgeons, cardiothoracic surgeons who study at Harvard, even they go through bouts where they just feel like man i wish i could have saved that person i can't believe it i can't believe it so it's definitely a human emotion to feel that way but um that's kind of what helped ground me a little bit so yeah that's kind of it
0: what what a terrific analogy and what a great way to see things that almost like a surgeon that went in tried to help and and it didn't work out uh, it is an emotional thing it is tough to deal with but you're absolutely right. If you're, if you're in that business of, of being a surgeon, you're, you're gonna lose people. If, if you're in the business of being a professional military, things won't always work out. What, what a terrific way to look at it and appreciate that insight. So that actually dovetails into my next question a little bit is there, there's been a lot of debate, uh, clearly politically, military strategy wise, oh, we've, we've all heard it on the news. We don't need to rehash that here. But out of all this debate over you know, the Afghanistan exit, our strategy over the last 20 years, whatever it might be, there's a lot of debate out there, but what aspects of our service, and like I said, you touched on this a little bit, but what aspects of your service, your brothers and sisters, all of our veterans over there, especially the ones who just came home, what, what would you say is not up for debate in this equation that we can look at simply and say, black and white, uh, here, here's what's not
1: really up for debate. I mean, ultimately, I mean, again, I can only speak from my, you know, peon foxhole because I was a first lieutenant. I was, you know, a junior company officer who had almost two years' experience, right? So I didn't have a whole lot of experience going into Afghanistan, like some of the people around me. Um, but for me, like, what's not up for debate? If I had to, if I had to really think about that. Ultimately, what's not up for debate is, you know, the fact that we lost in the sense that and that's not a pride thing, because, you know, there's there was a, a like a like a case of Vietnam syndrome after Vietnam, where, you know, the American public was you know, ver- really suspicious about getting involved in international affairs. And uh, they wanted to revert back to sort of like a pre Woodrow Wilson isolationism. I'm sorry for getting academic, but I read a lot of nerdy stuff. So that's just who I am. And I'm an intel guy. Um, but you know, what's not up for debate, it kind of alludes back to what I mentioned previously about the whole surgeon thing. Hey, we didn't really, I I don't, I would never tell a soldier, Hey, you lost or we lost. That's just the fact of life. You know, I, I wouldn't tell them that because we did what we could. There's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no metric on how you can really measure success in a, in a conflict that is. You know, measured by guerrilla warfare and and um, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, terror groups or you know, insurgencies. You know, um, a lot of that mindset you know, whether you win or lost, rebel, rebel. You know, that a lot of that comes from like the Cold War era, World War II thinking, and prior to that, where you had two pitched battle you know, armies on a battlefield, or you had conventional forces. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, conventional forces duking it out in a you know in an environment like a battlefield but like you know in this case like i said it goes back to what i said you know we didn't really lose we did what we could you know and you know it it, it may be that may be a, a difficult pill for some people to swallow because even even today i met someone that was you know making a joke about how uh, that was the supply issue that went to the taliban and all that and he's making You know jokes about it and you know he's implying that you know we might have deserved some of it but you know at the end of the day look most of the people who joined the service they didn't join the service to go do anything wrong they did it because they wanted to exemplify uh, american altruism and they wanted to um you know do something selfless and serve their country which is commendable and so you know At the end of the day, you know, like I said, we did what we could, and you know, what's not up for debate is the fact that you know every soldier that served there, um, you know, they they answered their nation's call, and you know, if worst comes to worst, like I said, we did everything we could, and you know, we served honorably, and we did what we could to help the people, and that's not up for debate. Whether you know people want to say we lost or won, I mean. You know, they're going to debate that for, you know, probably I mean, they're still debating some of that with from Vietnam. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we did what we could. And that in itself is, you know, commendable. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my perspective on it, though. Sorry to kind of like, you know, pivot back to the the, the second point I was making, but I still think it's somewhat relevant.
0: Well, it's it's very relevant. And, and that's why we wanted to hear your opinion, having served there. Um, Totally agreed that not up for debate, that you and your fellow brothers and sisters that served over there, served with honor, looked out for their fellow Americans, covered covered each other's back, went over there, strapped on boots, jumped on a plane, went to Afghanistan, went and did your job honorably, and answered our nation's call like you just said. So uh, absolutely agreed. That's not up for debate. Thank you all. That's that. You know that that's my take on it. So yeah,
1: absolutely. To,
0: to close out here, um, what would you say to our fellow veterans, but specifically your your fellow veterans that served with you in Afghanistan and those who served before and after you in Afghanistan, uh, those who might be dealing with anger, depression, you know, whatever they might be dealing with with this news. What what would you tie this up in a bow, how, how would you, uh, what, what are your words for them, for, for your fellow veterans of, of the Afghanistan war? And, uh, you know, what, what's your final message to them?
1: You know, my I mean, again, just my peon perspective, just some minor character, uh, that's a, you know, a, a smear on a window and a skyscraper in the city, right? Um, I guess my point to them is be look, you know, to quote, uh, I think it was one of the Beatles that said it. Um, I could be wrong, though. Stuff's getting better. Stuff's getting better every day. And, you know, it goes back to the, you know, hey, look, we did everything that we could to save the patient. And if it didn't pan out, well, you know, we still participated in that great, ambitious undertaking to try and fix the problem. Um, Maybe it would be fixed. 10 years down the road with a different country or different people, different idea, or maybe someone with a different strategy or a hundred years down the road. We'll never know. But, um, we all participated in that ambitious selfless undertaking. And, you know, ultimately it's sad that, you know, many people paid the price, uh, with the ultimate price, but, um, we just have to move on. I mean, you know, you, y- To to quote the janitor from the movie uh, Joe Dirt, uh, the past is past and the future is now. Um, Not to sound callous, but, you know, you got to focus on what you can control. And that's something you can't control. And, you know, expectation management is a big piece. And, you know, (coughs) excuse me, Um, you know, it. you just got to keep on keeping on. Uh, I I know that may sound kind of cheesy, but, you know it's 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 understandable to feel senses of anger and sadness and all this but you know um at the end of the day you know you just things will get better and we've all got stuff to be thankful for and uh, the united states you know like a lot of countries in history you know, when when there was a pivotal battle that was like the result of the end or that that was like the start of the end of their you know their uh, influence in the world like the defeat of the spanish armada or um stalingrad was the turning point between russia and germany um this isn't really you know this isn't really you know a a, a turning point i mean this is you know hey look we've got stable institutions you know um countries trade in oil the us dollar we've got functioning highways and power and there's a lot to be thankful for and you know you did your part and you know let's just try to focus on the
0: future once again great points and, uh, and no, I don't think it's cheesy to say that you know we have to keep on keeping on, and that we have to we have to move on. There's there's the next step for all of us, and and that's really the inspiration behind the title of this podcast. That no matter what we've all been through, we do absolutely need to carry on. And and that might sound cheesy as well, but no, that's that's the bottom line. I would also add, you know, all your great points. I would add to that that uh, we're we're not all. Uh, amazing, resilient individuals, and sometimes we, we do get mentally gummed up on things, and there's no shame in, in reaching out to your fellow battle buddies to kind of, you know, lean on them, talk through things a little bit, or or see a mental health provider, or or call the veterans crisis line, Wh- whatever you need to do to be able to keep on keeping on. I think that's important as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, just you got to keep on keeping on, man.
0: <laughs> what? wise words and very true captain mike durham thank you again so much for uh for being with us today sharing your opinions insights and and some of the tough emotions that uh that you and your brothers and sisters are all going through
1: no worries thanks for having me and uh thanks for what you're doing giving a voice to all of us in this very turbulent time right now and uh, you know like i said we just got to focus on the future count your blessing
0: Absolutely, and, and happy and honored to, to give all of you a voice here. We, we've always got a platform here for you, brother.
1: Thanks a lot for it. Appreciate it.
0: And thank you. Have, have a great day, Mike. You too. And thank you to all of you who joined us today. We'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them. Again, if you or a veteran you know needs help, Or if you'd like to make a donation, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Thank you again for joining us today, and as always, carry on.